Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is part two, best of man baggage. We're calling it bulging baggage because my mental age is 12. And we all know I'm thinking of a scrotum when I say it. I think the behaviour of not handling rejection is seen as a feminine trait. I think it's seen as girly and feminine for me to go, oh, I didn't get the part, Channel 4 didn't choose me. And that's why men hold it in. Absolutely. I think in a lot of situations with rejection, and just to go back to what Lindsay was saying, I think what we're talking about is professional rejection. And I've learned of how to handle that now over my career. And I think in any kind of, especially kind of this world and, and kind of any anything that's within the entertainment business or creative arts, like you end up learning how to go, okay, it's not personal, it's business and you can differentiate the two. And I think there's there's so many different levels of rejection, whether it's, you know, friendships, love, you know, workplaces, they're all different types of rejection. I've had it in friendship groups before as well, like where, you know, I think especially with being in a position that I'm in and, and it seems like I can open a door for someone or you know, play a tune for someone on the radio. And if it doesn't happen and there's some form of rejection there, then all of a sudden the attack comes when they don't get the outcome that they want. And that's the other thing that I always try and explain to people. I'm like, you know, especially in the industries that we're talking about, you know, you're going to get your heart broken on a daily basis. If you're not prepared for that, then don't get involved because it is literally rejection after rejection. And you just have to always remind yourself like you said Lindsay, timing wasn't right i wasn't the right person at the particular time doesn't mean that's going to be the case forever but i think that's something that comes with age and experience and multiple rejections rejections yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that you end up learning i tell you so i'm studying at the moment for another project uh, david bowie who is not my cup of tea musically but i'm having to study him for this uh, project and i didn't realize how much shit the guy made <laughs> before Ground Control said hello to Major Tom. I mean, about seven albums of absolute drivel, (laughs) singing about gnomes. He made four albums that didn't enter the charts. Everyone was like, what a load of old shit. He sort of missed it. Punk came. He fucked it up and was rejected and told he was shit for nearly a decade. So what I'm saying is, isn't there some sort of money-earning superpower in being really good at rejection? Because if you can hang in enough and even be told you're fuck all a hundred times. I see it. And when I'm studying these people in this other series I'm making, it's the hundred and first time is when they start making coin. Not the first time. Yeah. There is no X Factor spot in real life for most people. Do you think, Scott, that it's because, and this is what I want to hear, and what we <laughs> want to hear, do you think that you've not settled down yet because you've not found the right one? 
I was, I was just about to say then, do you not feel like women are going back to sort of the cavemen era? They obviously had to be more empathetic and stuff because they had to raise men. They had exactly. to raise the families, exactly. right? So they, to, so they had to be in that position to do that. And I feel like maybe that is the point that you're making now that I need the right woman yeah. to try and help me mature in that way. And I do believe that. I do believe it, that I'm going to meet the right woman who's going to make me want to settle down. And I won't settle for anything less than that. Yeah. But you know, don't you? Listen, I, I've, I've been seeing a few different girls over the couple, last couple of years and they've been amazing, but I haven't had that spark or that fire that's going to make me want to ch- to sacrifice the life that I live now, if that makes sense. And I, I say sacrifice, because I shouldn't really say that. Because it, but you shouldn't need to sacrifice anything. It should just be like they empower you to do what you're doing. Right. And, well, there are yeah. some sacrifices. No, what I'm saying is... No, Come like, on, let's be real. What? What? Freedom. When I, when oh, right, yeah, okay, when so I was single. Bang bangle the girls. Exactly, that's the main, that's the number one freedom. <laughs> Yeah, but that is, life is more than that because it can be... You're talking to men here. Yeah. Wait a second. All right, well, what I'm talking about is when I say sacrifice, I mean, I live quite... I'm going to say not selfish, but a self-full life, right? In yeah. terms of that, I have my daily routine. I do whatever I want, whenever I want to do it. And I'm allowed to build my business in a certain way and everything else because... I, yeah, because I'm a single guy and everything else. Yeah. But, and I used to have the mentality that a woman might come in and distract me from that. Don't get me wrong. Over time now, I'm starting to believe that the right woman would help me build my empires, help me yeah. build who I want to be, and I get that. But at the same time, is they're not easy to come by. So, yeah. Russell, you've done, you've done a, yeah. a, a really good job there, mate. Well, you Lindsay was in the front row of my audience. I was in a period of ex- what I would call extreme singleness, literally with a spreadsheet trying to keep track of <laughs> different running jokes I've got going with different ladies, you know, things like that. It, it had gone... So how long were you single for then, Russell? Well, I was I, I was absolutely free only for about nine months. Okay. But I, I would say I did a three-year tour of duty in that nine months, if yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, I, I, really, I did I did three full tours in Vajganistan is how I describe it on stage. Mm. But the, uh, but Lindsay, Lindsay was there in the front row and she, she was, I like this idea that you could be 29 lads or you could be 39. The right woman sort of likes the touch paper of that final bit of maturity because Lindsay was like, you know, what are you doing? You're wearing eyeliner, you're dressing like a twat. This part of your life is not right. You know, do what you like, but this is what people are thinking of you. You might want to think about doing this, Russell. And then, and then after nine months, I was like, great, let's go exclusive. And all the things she said worked. Yeah. They yeah, worked. Amazing. My business went to the next level. Wow. Well, I, to be honest, I get asked a lot of the time, like, why am I still single now? And to be honest, I never used to get asked that because in my 20s, I was the ultimate party boy, right? And that's what I did for a living. I used to throw parties for a living. I remember I used to go to some of them. Did you used to come to yeah. a visa on a Thursday? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Well, listen, I had a great time and it was a bit of a rock star life. But at the same time, people were never looking at me then going, why is he single? Yeah, they yeah, knew yeah. exactly why I was single. So like over the last few years when I've sort of like changed my lifestyle and I've become a lot more grounded. People are saying like, why have you not settled down yet? And for me, if I'm honest, it's because I still know that there is a level of maturity that I need to get to. I'm still figuring out who I am. And do you know what? It's weird because I never actually drew the connection between being single and maturity. But now mm. the more we're talking, I'm starting to yeah. understand that. Because I, because if, if you ask the girls in my office and stuff like that, even though I know I'm a good leader and everything else, I can be quite immature and, and I can have that banter where... Sometimes girls are like, you wouldn't say that to your missus. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind yeah. of like, I know that there's a level of maturity that you have to have to be in a relationship. So I kind of get it, if I'm honest. Sometimes you can use stubbornness in a positive way, can't you? Mm-hmm. Where you just like, no, I'm not letting this defeat me. I'm going to push through. And I'm like, it's, it's kind of sort of lends itself a little bit to resilience, doesn't it? Just being stuck. I'm, I'm saying this to a point, you know, there gets a 
to a point where that elastic band just snaps. exactly yeah <laughs> and you're damaging you might you might still be totally like still in the middle and calm and resilient but things are crumbling around you because of your stomach we all know people like yeah. that no, i'm not fucked off i'm not bothered and i'm gonna no, but you've got I'm not you, gonna go you've back got to like work. a weird amount of willpower like i've never met anyone like you with willpower like you yeah. are one in a million with you don't know how you do it yeah honestly absolutely. what what will like i know what do you like mean? No, just in general with anything that filters through yeah. from everything. You could be you could be dying with your, a missing arm and leg and you'd still go to the gym and work out. You could have blood coming out. And you'd still I'd, be done in, I'd be done in half the time because there's only one leg yeah. and arm. No, but this, is what, but this is what I mean. Where, you know, like, like I read the book, uh, the book that you wish your parents read. So mm. in terms of like communicating and like, I understand. And, you know, when you did this or did that, it made me feel this way. Like, I, I, I can hear it in my head, but a part of me is like, oh, no, I can't fucking say it because she's really pissed me off. <laughs> and and so the, I, I've got, like, twins on my shoulder, one saying, you know, be understanding. The other one's like, no, you're the parent. And she's six and she's pushing boundaries. So I'm aware of it. I just can't help myself. I think what Randy's saying, what I'm trying to say is... To all the listeners, whatever you're trying to do, whether you're trying to achieve a goal at work, whether you're trying to parent a child, whatever, the stubbornness ceases to be useful when it's having the opposite effect on the goal. We all know where that point is and we've all gone past it. I've definitely been a CUNT that sat there going, I don't care. Oh, it's out there going rusty. Good. I'm not moving. I won't give in. Whereas really, why leave something outside to go rusty that you care about? Sensible thing to do would be get it in, have a discussion about leaving things out in the garden. That's, That's what should have happened. No, I will maliciously rust my own possession just to stubbornly sit. And that, that's the issue. This yeah. is my fa- it's funny what you're saying about resilience, Andrew. You, you'll love this. One of my favourite stubbornness facts. Stubbornness can help you live longer. It seems people can stubbornly choose to, no, I will not be dying to die. <laughs> According to a study on psychological traits that may lead to longevity, which involved a group of admittedly only 29 participants, but they were all ages 90 to 101 years old, it was found that stubbornness helped participants stay mentally vigorous because they were less likely to care about what others thought of them and in turn yeah. would have less external yeah. stress from it. As a stand-up, that's terrifying. How am I even alive now? I spend every night being calibrated by a thousand people. I should have died years ago. <laughs> people don't see that the rejection is a necessary part of the acceptance. Once you make that flip in your head, it's like a frigging superpower, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I can testify from this because at the moment I'm on a bit of a weight loss journey and you know over the last sort of 10 years I put on a lot of weight uh, I was always skinny as a kid and from touring and, and different things and whatever else I put on a lot of weight and then I understood it as you said this little flip in my brain of okay this is why I've been getting this wrong if I apply my attitude that I've had to my career to this I'm gonna succeed it's because it's not overnight it's a long-term process it took me a long-term time to put on the weight so it's gonna take me a long time to lose the weight. So in my mind, I'm like, right, it's going to be a long process, but I'm going to celebrate every small goal. There's going to be rejection on the way and the hurdles, my own mind rejecting myself and going, no, you can't do this, give up. And, and that's what it's like in, in all walks of life. It's like you have to be prepared for the journey. And on that journey, there's going to be rejection after rejection after rejection. And as you said, it makes you stronger because you, you just go, well, look, They've rejected me once, I'll go again. It's not a problem. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. W- when yeah. you can get back up again, it's everything. And I think that's how you start to learn to cope with it. As you said about yeah. David Bowie, you know, like four or five albums deep before any chart success. I The first time I ever got paid to do anything musically, I was 17. I'm 35 now. Last year, I had my biggest record. 
like after 17 years of working, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. That's the first time I had a platinum record that went around the world. And it's like, as you say, it's like someone's message you, how did you do it? I'm like, well, do you want <laughs> a 20 yeah. year manual, as, as you said, Lindsay, of yeah. leaving my sister's wedding at night because yeah. I had to go and do a gig, missing out on going to Thailand with the boys because I was broke, being homeless at one point, literally because I couldn't afford to pay rent. Oh, I better move to Greece. I'll go and DJ in the summer there because I can't afford to live here. People don't see none of that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Do you think men are more likely to regress around other men in other words if you're a single guy but you've got a large male friendship group and you're going out a lot and there's other single guys and they could be in their 50s as far as i can tell it makes no difference i think men when they're constantly going out with other men tend to regress emotionally i.e more selfish or more silly or more irresponsible whereas women in groups of women i'm not saying girls don't go out and like chuck a dildo across the room or whatever or, or have a cock <laughs> cock straw but they don't sort of row back on actual life levels of maturity. What do you mean, like influenced by the friends? I think men, if they're hanging out with a lot of men, could are more likely to make mistakes that could mess up a marriage mean, or, like, or, or take take a, or take a drug they've not taken for years. You know, they're more likely to regress emotionally. A perfect example of that is Casa Amor in Love Island, right? Yeah. yeah. Literally, yes. all these guys that are in happy relationships, as soon as they go into this new villa, everything's out the window and yeah. it's like a lad's holiday. Yeah. And it's the perfect example of how that sort of lad's mentality can take over. And I've seen it a million times before. So yeah, I would have to agree with that, Russell. I think definitely spending more time with guys and being... I've got a mate who's just recently gone single and I'm, he's been with his missus for about five years and he's loving life having this little break right now and he's actually questioning everything. But I said to him, mate, don't get carried away because yeah. like, it's very easy to be in a long-term relationship, come out of it, think the grass is green, have a great little three-month period, but then realise you made a mistake. So I think it's... It's just about being really aware of yourself, if I'm honest. Yeah. Mm. What was the turning point that really made you start to sort of mature and leave this sort of party boy rock star lifestyle? Was there a specific thing or has it happened gradually? I mean, I always wanted to make a change. 
Like, I just felt like I was self-sabotaging every weekend, if I'm honest. Every night I'd go out and I'd end up being out for two days. And I just, and I was like, I was making a good living, but I wasn't really progressing. I always knew that I was capable of more. Like, yeah. I just knew I was capable of more. It was that feeling of waking up going, what am I doing here? Like, like I, I know that I can achieve some great things. And I kept trying to change, but it's hard because there's a massive culture in Manchester of being like, there's a scene in Manchester, in most places as well in the UK, there's a culture in this country of, if you get a good job, you go out, you get pissed. If you um, if it's your birthday, you go out, you get pissed. If someone dies, you get drunk. So yeah. I was brought up around that culture and I found it really hard to break away from it. But basically when I launched my businesses and I started to, I've got a PR agency called The Social PR and I started to get some really good clients. And I had a big client. Um, I got invited to like their chairman's luncheon with all the big dogs and they were celebrating us there for all the work we'd done. And I ended up getting escorted out of this event. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I literally, I couldn't even face my team. I couldn't face oh, my shit. business partner. And I lost the respect of a lot of people around me, but I was oh, like, yeah. I've, had an ama- I've had an amazing year. I've achieved some great things. And this one mistake, this alcohol related mistake could have cost me everything. So I was like, you know what? I need to make a big change because I couldn't sustain the party boy lifestyle into business yeah. because do you know what I mean? The party boy lifestyle works when you are throwing parties every week. It's great. But when you're yeah. trying to run a business, you've got responsibilities. You've got um, a level of respect that you need to live up to. So yeah, I got into a really dark place um, after that and I went, right, that's it. So I decided in 2020 to go on a journey of sobriety. I decided I was going to go 12 months sober. And honestly, it was like, it was like taking the limitless pill. Have you seen the film Limitless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many times. Like, like literally it felt like that I just became unstoppable like I was my biggest goal was first of all to get in the best shape of my life because I I thought that would represent discipline and everything else so I did that then I I ended up taking over the social PR fully for my business partner then I ended up launching a, a wellness brand called Food for Thoughts which is now two years in and it's just crazy that everything just stemmed. In that one year, I progressed more in one year than I did in 10 years of my life, I reckon, yeah. in terms of like just like reaching my sort of potential. And don't get me wrong, every now and I will have a drink now. I did the 12 months. I changed my lifestyle. But I feel like I needed that year to break away from the self-sabotage mentality that I had. So that was a big year of maturity for me. Big year. I'm not a very stubborn person at all, which is why when you said, have you ever been stubborn to the point where it's been harmful? I'm like, no, I'm actually quite a malleable person. Yeah, I'm the same, people pleaser. Yeah, I'm a people pleaser. And do you know what? I'm always open to other ideas. And I'm all, I'm because I grew up in a very controlling family. My decisions weren't mine. So they were always my parents. Therefore, my opinion didn't bloody matter. So what? what <laughs> so how comes so they were strict? Was it a religious upbringing? Was it what, They're just very how- traditional. They're very traditional, very traditional Asian working class family. You know what? What we say goes, doesn't really matter what your opinion is or what you think. And it was kind of like, yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. Me being stubborn is totally counterproductive then, isn't it? Yeah. It's not help anyone. Whereas my brother, who's a year younger than me, uh, during the pandemic, went through a really rough time with his mental health. Like really, really rough. Classic bloke thinking, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. It's all going to be all right buried his head in the sand, stubbornly did not speak up or seek help and got into really big trouble because of it, both in terms of his life and his mental health. And it was so hard, even to the point where he asked for help when he'd hit rock bottom, he was still being stubborn and resisting and saying, I don't want to, I don't want to see my doctor or, you know, I don't want to seek out this help. I don't want to do, I don't want to see a counsellor. And I'm like, oh, it's just, it drives me mad and I don't understand it. I just don't understand that. What can men do? I mean, it's just, 
from from someone who sort of understands the human body and how we react to stress better than most is there anything we can change is it checking in more do men need to hang out with their friends more in person we lost that is does that help we can talk about all of that stuff but there are some people who will not change because it's so ingrained in them that they're very resistant to it because they just can't they can't see outside their pattern of behavior and thinking for me, I think it's got to be about, right, what are we going to do about the people coming up? What are we going to do about the next generation? We've got a role model for them. We have to start role modeling these behaviors and making it acceptable to be like that and normalizing it. You know, it shouldn't be the exception that blokes start to talk about their feelings. It shouldn't be. It is currently because blokes have never been allowed to do it and they've never been encouraged to do it. And now we're trying to undo those wrongs. From now on, we've got to role model that stuff. Do you think men are less likely to pursue romantic connections these days for fear of rejection, or do you think it's the same as it always was, Madge? Oh, the dynamic of that's completely changed, isn't it? Because of stuff to do, again, we, we hark back to social media and online and everything being online and this, this facade. And I hear the young lads, you know, I've got a couple of 21-year-olds who work for me, you know, up-and-coming DJs. And um, although they're, they're really nice lads and they're quite switched on and they've got old souls, but you know, their peer groups, how they talk about sort of approaching women and dropping game. Like, it, it, So go on, what do what, they what say? Is dropping what, game? what do you mean? Dropping, well, this is, again, back to like... Is that where you put, pheasant, you where you put a pheasant <laughs> at the foot of a woman? <laughs> dropping game. I drop you a game, my, my liege. Here's some venison. Now will you suck my dick? <laughs> yeah, and it's just about, again, dropping game is no different to putting on the facade and pretending you're somebody else. Again, we're seeing this, this I call it the Love Island culture. It's just yeah. this filtered 10 out of 10 what color is your bagatti like that you know this yeah. is and the young kids are all That's buying. a bit of a rude first question <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does the interior match the paint job uh, can i see your bagatti dog? yeah <laughs> well there you go there's there's the hybrid uh, the hybrid accent as well that, that, that exists now um and yeah. and yeah it's you know pursuing a romantic connection like once upon a time again even that was a you know, uh, it, back in my day in, in like in North London, it was like, you know, someone's grafting for someone, you know, over, over the period of time. You're, you're, you're courting, you know, like my wife, I've been with her for 18, 19 years we've, since we were kids. Aww. And like, you know, I courted her over a period of time. You know, it wasn't yeah. instant. I didn't slide in her DMs and then yeah. there's a connection. It was, we knew each other from 14 and then eventually got together at 17, you know. So, I, I, and now it is literally like, I'm going to slide in the DMs. I'm going to drop game. I'm going to... And the way that we are pursuing like romantic connections is very different, especially the younger generation, as I say. And again, their dealing with rejection is that facade, as I say, is going on the attack. Oh, she was dead anyway. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. rather than just taking it themselves and going, oh, she went really into me, that it will get forced onto the other other person. That said, Madge, you know, Lindsay, I mean, girls aren't exactly great with dealing with romantic rejection, are they? I mean, I don't know many women. They go, I'm just going to approach a guy. What have I got to lose? And he goes, no, I don't fancy you. And she's like, I'm fine with that. Now, that's five days indoors watching Bridget Jones with a dildo sobbing, isn't it? Well, that's the end of Man Baggage Best Of. The bulging baggage is emptied. There's loads of new episodes coming up. Keep tuned. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.